Presented to you by the Sideline Dynasty. Visit sidelinedynasty.com, the cure for every sports addict. Cock that motherfucker back, Kiwi. Welcome to Sports Trebuchet, issue 31. I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. I'm Josh. If you're new to the show, don't forget to subscribe and add us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Trebuchet or email us sportstrebuchetpod at gmail.com. We'd love any feedback or suggested topics you'd like to hear us talk about. Uh, if you like the show, let us know by throwing us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. So let's jump into it. Uh, we've got Kyle's Corner. Yes. So... If you don't know, we also do a college football podcast, Run Pod Option. It's called the Run Pod Option, and for what it's worth, it's on the same feed as Sports Trebuchet right now, so if you listen to either or, then this makes sense to you, uh, but soon we're going to put that college football on its own on its own feed, so if you're beaten down by college football talk, uh, worry not. It's going to be fixed soon. Well, don't worry. No, you're going to get some right now, but so I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to, uh, to join on Tuesday, but I wanted to give my two cents about Syracuse. Okay. Uh, so they played Liberty, the fighting Hugh Freezes from the bed. Um, you know, the fighting what? Fighting Hugh Freezes. So, so Hugh, what does that mean? Hugh Freezes, their head coach, and he's the one that was uh, sitting in a hospital bed the entire time, and they kept on flashing up to him in the box on the hospital bed. Oh, him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It, it was, was fantastic. It was weird <laughs> the whole time. They kept on showing him. Now yeah, the game it, was on ESPN it's like, Plus. It's like Jerry Jones in the booth for a Cowboys game, yeah. but instead it was him coaching from his from hospital bed. bed. <laughs> With the best being when Dino Babers pointed up at him at the end of the game, and Hugh Freeze gave him the thumbs up. Which is really great. Just full of passion. Um, also, the memes of Dino Babers pointing up and. The next picture is Sting in the rafters, or you know, <laughs> pointing, or him pointing up, and it's the it's the WrestleMania uh, sign. Oh God, I didn't That's see them. No, they were wonderful. Oh, there he is. See, there's there's Hugh. There's him waving down at Dino Babers. That's adorable. Um, he looks drunk in that right picture. <laughs> he's on morphine. Yes, he, I think he was legit on painkillers. Which is a good thing he was kept coaching. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> with his awesome. Uh, Flat screen. But, uh, second of all, yeah, it was on ESPN+. Plus. So the student, the studio uh, was uh, was the home, it was like a bunch of kids from their broadcasting, the Liberty Broadcasting School. So it was extremely slanted Liberty ways. It was it was very weird. Like, Is that a common occurrence? Same, uh, same thing happened for SMU and Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. It was at Arkansas State, and it was it's a way at ESPN to cover multiple games and not have to hire multiple announcers. So yeah, they're and, using, good, and then they're not going to turn it down because it's good experience. Yeah, one hundred percent. and then like the um, yeah, game. yeah, and then the uh, the actual announcers. Those are usually like a regional team. Um, which one they said? Well, first of all, they kept on referring to the the Liberty um, quarterback by his nickname, which was Buckshot. So, <laughs> so it was old Buckshot out there. And at one point, one of the announcers says that said that he was more scared than a flea on Dippin' Day, which was... What is Dippin' Day? When you have to give a dog a flea dip. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But that's an extremely country... 
Yeah, it, was fun. Fun. It, it, it was it was wonderful. Also, the studio. Um, if you don't know, Liberty is an extremely ev- evangelical school. Okay. Do you know um, who Jerry Falwell is? No. Is he, he the Four Hundred Club? Maybe. Was he? I don't. I don't. He's the televangelist. Yeah. Like the people that go on TV and make people have seizures. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. Sell, and, sell, <laughs> and sell holy water and shit. Yeah. That is literally what they do. Yeah. They like flop around. Them. He founded a university that's now known as Liberty. Yeah. The Liberty Flames. Yes. Brilliant. So this kind of comes up because their studio team, uh, at one point, they're talking about what Liberty needs to do on offense. And one of the guys puts his hand up in the air and just starts going, preach, preach. And I was just like, what the hell is going on right now? Um, but let's actually talk about the game a little bit. Syracuse came in a lot of hype, number 22 in the country. First time they've been ranked since 1998. Got me, got my panties in a wad right off the bat. Uh, what? Because it's the first time they've been ranked in 20 years to start since, the season. Since, since he was 12. Since, since Donovan McNabb was running around. You don't even know Donovan McNabb. Sounds like a retired SAS lad that drinks piss in the woods. Pretty close. <laughs> he's, he's a bit of a crazy guy now. Um, <laughs> but the offense, everybody was expecting like a huge offense boom. It's going to be a work in progress. Uh, now, the, off- the, the game plan was pretty vanilla where they weren't trying to open up the playbook and shit and show their hand, you know, against a team that they should beat, you know. So they didn't show too much, but Tommy DeVito uh, was consistently overthrowing his receivers, especially Tristan Jackson. They could not get on the same page, um, which that needs to be corrected going into this weekend with them playing a Maryland team that hung 79 points and shut out. I mean, granted, they did play Howard, but... This is a team that can score, clearly. Right. Um, they need to figure out that. They did learn that fairly quickly that they could just run a bunch of screen plays. And Liberty? No, Syracuse. Syracuse. They're screening the hell out of them because Liberty couldn't defend it. Um, but I do have to say that the defense looked mean. Your defense? Yes. Eight sacks, forced four turnovers... And shut them out. I did not see them pitching a shutout. It looks like all they were doing, looks like they passed it a ton. Liberty? Liberty. Yeah, it's because they couldn't run the ball. They had negative four yards rushing for the game. That's That's also skewed by the sacks. Yeah, but but even if you remove the sacks, they're at negative 14 plus 29, so that's 15. 15 yards. 15 they had under thirty yards rushing. Yeah, minus a sack. Yeah, or less. It was it was it was a very dominating performance, which I really liked seeing, especially since it was a hostile environment. It was the biggest game that Liberty Liberty's ever played. It's their first game as a full FBS team. Um, Are they doing full FBS this year? Yeah, for schedule. Yeah, and it's the first time and first time they've ever uh, hosted a ranked team. So the the crowd was amped up for it. So to go out there and... Is that a final? Is that ball? Basically, it felt like it. And they were really playing that up. zero points. <laughs> and, and Syracuse's defense came out there. Like, Syracuse almost was down at one point. Uh, they had got, uh, Liberty had gotten all the way down the field 
on one pass, basically. And they're on like the five-yard line trying to do a little end around. One of the Syracuse defensive backs came up from behind and popped the ball out, and Syracuse jumped on it. Um, so all in all, i got to say uh, defense looked great. Special teams was just what I would expect because they're a really good special teams um, team. But <laughs> except for Sean Riley, he did fumble the first punt that, that, uh, that we returned. But offense is going to be a little bit of a work in progress. Um, don't have too many complaints other than DeVito needs to be more accurate. Uh, but in honor of this being NFL, the NFL start today, I wanted to do a little bit of a trivia deal with you guys. This is all trivia from last year. Oh, um, thank God. Yes, yeah, I, I did anything, that on purpose. I did that on purpose. Who is McMahon? Anything pre-2012, I was booked. I did that on purpose. I went to... Um, You're a good is, man. This is from Sporkle, one of my favorite websites. Because that's what heroes do. Yes. And it's uh, it's basically a stats quiz from, from last year. Okay. All right, so first, who had the most touchdowns thrown last year and how many? Who threw the most touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Was it by QB? Was it's got to be Pat Mahomes, right? I think he broke the record for a rookie. Did he break the record for the year, like for all time? No, well, it's not saying, all he's time. Saying, it's just he's how many who, who threw the most? Who threw the most last year? Who had the mo- most? Was it Mahomes? It was Mahomes. Forty-seven. Fifty-seven. Right in the middle. Fifty. Oh, a big up. solid five-zero. Now, who had the most TDs thrown by a non-QB? Who threw the most touchdowns? Uh, Odell Beckham. That's the review, though. Cohen threw, like... I'm going to go with Odell, too, though. I'm going to go with New York. Who's Odell? How many do you have? Three. Yeah. Two. Damn it. I was going to say two. (laughs) Maybe there's one I don't know about. Who had the most rushing yards? And how many? Whoosh. Fuck me, I'm not even. Uh, was it Zeke? Yeah, that's my guess. Yep, because Zeke Gilly got hurt. It was Zeke. Thir- I'm going to put 1350 on the number. 1600. 1437. Who had the most rushing touchdowns? You got yeah, you're, you're, you're going high end. Scatter gun, yeah. yeah. Who had the most what? Who had the most rushing touchdowns? I. I don't know. You know, think it's Zeke again? No. Saquon? Barkley? Just rushing touchdowns, yeah. right? Not catching touchdowns yeah. as a running back? I really have no idea. That going to throw a hook? That going to hazard a guess? Have, I don't even have a guess. Uh, Marlon Mack. Todd Gurley. God yeah, damn. I thought it wouldn't be because he got hurt. Team. How many? 13. 17. Nailed it. 17. Wow. That was lucky. And he was hurt. <laughs> uh, and he was hurt, uh, yeah. Jesus. Most rushing yards by a QB. Josh Allen. Yeah. Now you said it. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. How many? <laughs> How many rushing yards? 777. Seven, seven. I think it was under 500. Uh, 450? 695. I went far off. You weren't far off, but <laughs> and that's only playing I, half a season. I thought I was being ridiculous saying seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Most receiving yards last year. Juju. 
Julio. Julio. That's a good. That's a, how many? Almost. Up. I was gonna say Dion. How many yards? Because he didn't have a whole lot of touchdowns, right? He only had like six touchdowns. Pretty on brand. Yeah. Uh, 1,400. 1,700. 1,677. Are you just going to guess more than me every time? 1,677. You're very close. Don't hate to play. Josh is housing you right now. Is he? He's, he's busted on every single pick. No. He I'll got Julio Jones. <laughs> he hit you the mean? over every single time. He nailed, nailed, you didn't he get nailed it. In the Price Is Right universe, he, I'm winning. He nailed the uh, he nailed the uh, touchdowns by uh, the rushing touchdowns. Yep, it's the only one he's nailed that on. Okay, somehow he's busting my ass over because here. I'm getting by two. Also, don't really watch the NFL two. that much, so there's that. <laughs> what are you doing hosting this show? This isn't an NFL show. Sports trebuchet. Oh, that's you a lot. You are expected to know all about the sports. Okay, then we'll scratch that next topic we got lined up in. I guess. It's if you don't right. know about it. Is Cadbury an egg and egg? It's not. Okay. Most receiving touchdowns. I'm going to ban quiz from this show. Uh, Hill. Michael Thomas. Antonio, I'm suspended Brown. God damn it, that's psychopath. We should suspend him from the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you think he had? I'll go first. 19. 15. 15 is right. Pussy all went low. Defense with the most turnovers, and how many? Defense have forced the most turnovers, right? Yeah. Bears. Patriots. Bears. How many? It's a cheat. Twenty-eight. Christ. I've got to go lower now. I'm stopping crying, so I'll go twenty-seven. <laughs> Thirty-six. I, I was going to go forty. So that's, a, that's a year right there. That's crazy. Mate, they were insane. That's why I'm saying they're never going to be anywhere near as good as that this year because it was so outrageously far ahead than everybody else. All oh, right. Um, who had the best record? Last year. Best regular season record? Mm-hmm. Was it the Rams? Yeah, I think it was the Rams too. Technically the Saints. They had the same record, but the Saints had the, w- had the win Ooh, over right. Yep. At the end then. Okay, so who set the record for most receptions by a tight end last year, and, uh, and how many receptions were, th- were they? It has to be Kittle. Who had the most catches? Yes. And he broke the record for mm-hmm. most catches by a tight end. Mm-hmm. Kelsey. Ertz. Oh, damn. It's always going to be one of those three. How did we get two out of three wrong? <laughs> How many do you have? Receptions? 85. 77. 116. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, record-breaking most yards by a tight end. Ertz. Kittle. Kittle. I knew he'd done something good because he was well good last year. How many do you think he had? 1,200. 1300. 1377. You're just going to keep going higher than me or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who broke the all time passing yards record last year? Drew Brees. Yeah. You know how many he has? All in? Like all together? Yeah. No. 5,200. Couldn't even begin. 74,000. Oh. It's all time. I thought you meant for the year. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wasn't even going to try and guess at that all time. Like, I don't understand that length of time enough. We also have the all-time passing touchdown. I broke 
So put him in like 650 passing touchdowns. Oh, no, Breeze didn't do it. Somebody else did. Oh, had the most touchdowns in a career. Yeah. That's, that's, that, I think so. That's, it's got to be what it is. Philip Rivers? Yeah, I would. No, Brady would be. It's not one. Eli either. Big time Timmy Jim. It's Tom Brady. Oh, of course it is. The Dolly. 590. Dang. That seems crazy. Doesn't it? Because I feel like he only had, like, Moss for those. Like, he only had a couple of seasons. I mean, you're, you're really also, I guess you're also looking at all the touchdowns he's thrown in the, in the playoffs and, as yeah. well. He's always there. Yeah, he's playing an extra three games every year. <laughs> how many How many years in a row have the Patriots won the AFC East? I'm sorry, ask that question again. 16. How many times? How many, to- how many years in a row have the Patriots won the AFC East? 18. 10. Jets, I'm pretty sure. Jets with Rex Ryan? Yeah. And Mark Sanchez, I bet. Yep. Um, second best record in the AFC. Kansas. No, weren't they number one, actually? They were the one seed. Patriots would have been number two. I'm not very good at knowing who's in the A and the I feel like it's either the Steelers or the Patriots. I'm bad at knowing who's in both which side. That's my problem. So you're going either Patriots or Steelers? Yeah, I'm going to go Steelers. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Patriots. Chargers. God damn it, see? They were 12-4 and just like the Chiefs, but the Chiefs had the... uh, had the tiebreaker, yeah. and because of it, the Chargers had to be had to play a wild card weekend. Because yeah, I remember. Because um, I had them winning the goddamn whole thing. And I predict yeah, anybody that's listening to this podcast like one after another back to back, or just a few episodes really <laughs> removed from us doing like the playoff predictions, and uh, <laughs> they're just like you literally just fucking talked about it seven hours ago. Stupid <laughs> idiots. How about this? The quarterback that would get one million dollars if he took, four, or no, uh, the quarterback that would get one million if he took four more snaps. So, I think that's a million snaps. It's a million snaps. Oh no, I think it's I think it's a million that's, dollars. Yeah, I was like, I don't think yeah, that's, that's correct at that's all. So he weird. would have been paid a million dollars if he would have took four more snaps. Yes, yeah. he would have hit a, a bonus or whatever mm-hmm. on his. Uh, So it might have been someone that wasn't in the playoffs? Or someone who got hurt late? Flacco. Flacco's a good answer. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. Big Dick Nick. (laughs) Good boy. I'm glad he did. Apparently he ended up getting it anyway. (laughs) Um, Who allegedly stole $84 million from an NFL team last year? Who allegedly stole $84 million mm-hmm. from an NFL team? A player? Yeah. What are you doing, No, because they stole it from him because he didn't play, so he didn't get money. $84 million. So you're talking about someone that probably got cut and cost his team that much. Joe Flacco. Kirk Cousins. 
Uh, <laughs> just signing that guaranteed deal. And then no preseason. Actually, he had a pretty damn good season last year. It, it was 30 touchdowns and he 10 a, interceptions. He had a, a great season. Yeah. He was, I think we talked about it earlier, it yeah. was the running game and hamstrung. They had no other dynamic. And they kept to throwing a terrible line. line. Working. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible line. They had no choice but to throw it most of the time and defenses knew it and they had to play the best twice a year and they had to play fucking Darius Slayton twice a year the one decent part of the line they came second in the division by the default because the, so the Lions and the Packers were so poor yeah like because when they played us at the end of the season they were pushing to make the wild card like we still beat them convincingly yeah. like they never were in with a chance at their place alright we got one more question you might have trouble with this one you're probably going to nail it well I'll try When's the last time the Patriots and the Rams played in the Super Bowl? What year exactly? It's awful years. Nine, um, nine, six. 2000 was Giants. 2001 it was probably Bucks Raiders. I'm trying to do the math. Was it 2003? Oh, 02. 2001 oh. season, 02 Super Bowl. The 02 season. Produced the 03 Super Bowl, which was the Bucks and Raiders. I forgot the pitch. The Patriots won one before that Gruden and Bucks Raiders. And then they, the year after the the Raiders Bucks was the year that they beat the Panthers. The, the Patriots beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl. And then it would have been the Pan- then it would have been the Eagles and Patriots the year mm-hmm. after that, right? Yep. And then it would have been Colts Bears with yep. sexy Rexy. Yeah, because I was living in Virginia. I worked at Chili's, and I went to my boss's house for a Super Bowl party. The year after that, I watched Devin Hester return it, and then it was just and then it was all downhill from there. Yeah, all the candles. Uh, yeah, I remember texting you and saying, saying, uh, "Rex Grossman can't wait to can't wait to give up this lead." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) how prophetic! All right, yeah. Are you ready to have a happy football? I'm ready to never do a quiz on this show again. Uh, We're gonna have more quizzes probably. Welcome to the Sports Trader Shake Quiz Show. <laughs> I'll just make sure I'm doing a quiz every single corner now. Yeah, there you go. I like it. That's not far off from what you've already got. So that. That was a good corner. Thank you, Kyle. Welcome. Um, so we had... Dick. <laughs> well, as soon as I was just like, fucking NFL, I'm out. Because I still don't care. Mm. I mean, I'll watch it if it's on. Because like, I, I use your direct TV login. Yeah. But it's usually background when I'm cooking. Sure. That's about it. Unless it's the Chiefs Rams when they're supposed to play in Mexico and they couldn't. And then they put all the they points put on, on the board. Best game, yeah, the best game of the season. Do you want to go over uh, the Barry Bolton thing? Yeah, you can. I didn't know what questions you had. So I say just hit me with whatever you've got okay, and so, I'll answer it as best I can. So for those who wouldn't know, yep. the EFL... The English Football League yeah. is the, the, governing over, body. the governing body over English soccer, right? No. So the FA is the governing body. Okay. Football Association is the governing body across all of English soccer. The Premier League... Is that? Football Association? Is that just it? Yeah. So bland. Well, it's EFA, English Football okay. Association, if you want to be like... Because when they talk about Europe, they have to be, because a lot of them are like the SFA, like the Spanish football and gotcha. French. The SFA are also the Lumberjacks in college football. Ah, yes. But. Stephen F. Austin, nice. The EFL are the governing body for the Championship, League One, and League Two. 
Okay, so they're a subcommittee of the EFA. Essentially, of. yes. Okay. So we talked about on an episode that just you and I did about teams going up and going down kind of across the entire EFA. And one of the teams that were coming up was Barry. You know, you were there for that one. We were talking Barry because you had a problem with how it was pronounced. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Right. So we talked to Barry. We'll worry no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All your problems have been solved. Uh, Kyle killed the They read my letters. <laughs> so at the same time, for different reasons, Barry classes. and a team called the Bolton Wanderers, who are going to both be in the same league this season, right? Yep. They were both being threatened with basically being ended as a football club. Expelled from the football club. Expelled, okay. And if you're expelled, then you're basically... So are you expelled by dissolving, or are you expelled by breaking a rule, quote-unquote, and... They talk back to the teacher? Like, if, if it's always financial. Good. Gotcha. So if, so if Barry, if Barry's president walked up to... Bolton's president and stabbed him in the heart with a knife. Yep. Could Barry, in essence, be expelled from that league? No. They could. I mean, they could, but they wouldn't be. The it, reason okay, I so say it that is absolutely just financial. The reason I say that is because there are there are owners of other teams that have been put in jail for major crimes yeah. in other countries. Uh, like, as in, like, they've gone to prison for, like, 10 years for trafficking. But they won't punish the team because... They don't punish the team. The team just gets taken away from them because they're the criminal and they can't be owning the team anymore, and then they end up having a buyer. And but in the situation of Barry FC, who are now no longer a club, right? There's been twists and turns, but as of right now... Their owner doing something poorly in terms of managing the financials for that club lack or even trying at all, which it didn't sound like he did. So the owner before this owner is the one that sent them down the river financially. He did some kind of deal for the stadium or something along those lines that was supposed to cost 1.6 million. But due to the dodgy deal he did, and I don't know where all the other money went, but he didn't pay anything in, in like up or front or whatever, and he ended up owing three point six million, with never any intention to pay it back. For the for the actual ground. For whatever, yeah. For whatever the deal was that he'd done, he never had any intention of paying that money back, and so they were totally fucked. And he left the club, and Steve Dale, the guy who bought them, bought them for one English pound because they were worth nothing more. Yeah. At the time, because they were three point six million pound in debt, so by him buying it for a dollar, did it exonerate that previous owner of having any money owed by him? Which yep. is why he was willing to give away for a dollar. Yeah, so the debt is the clubs, not God, the owner. So, shitty. so there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of dodgy stuff that people do uh, to get around financial restrictions in place in the league to stop you overspending. That there are there are financial. Uh, there's a thing called financial fair play and you're held to that every year and if you're spending more than you can afford to spend you get you get punished so if 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 a billionaire buys the team they can still only spend so much yes because otherwise they just route the league right because it's all well and good that you as a person are turning a billion dollar profit but the club isn't so you need to balance the books in the club you need to make the club profit and that's one of the big reasons why Brighton 
when they made their stadium, they also invested in one of, if not the best training facilities in the country. They invested in the women's football. They invested deeper into the youth. Because that can return a profit. Because it will return a profit as time goes on. Because if they can either sell these players or they can attract more people, attract sponsors, the amount of money they made from the Amex deal just last month. So that's neat. So there's a lot of parallels here with like college sports. And Alabama, I'll just use because they're the big dog, right? But their athletic department would operate on a loss for almost every program that they have, except for football and maybe basketball. Maybe baseball, because they're in the South. If I remember correctly, like, in school, most most athletic departments operate on a loss for football. It's yeah. like It's like... It's only almost like an absolute. 20, like only like twenty schools operate like in the green, which is insane, really. When you think you're getting one hundred twenty thousand people pack out a stadium, you know what I mean? Like, how are you managing to operate at a loss? But it's those the, kind it's of the entire athletic department because it's it's also covering the men's volleyball team that has to travel a thousand miles maybe to go to a tournament, and it covers the women's rowing team who right. need. Boats and then so need- football as a as a singular entity then maybe isn't running at a loss, but covering the other sports it results in a loss. If it was just purely football, there's probably out of the 130 FBS teams, yep. Uh, there's probably, if I had to guess, 40 teams that could probably say they are coming close to to profitable or at least hitting in the black. Yep. Due to Contract deals or whatever else, maybe. And that's still a stretch. It's still, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still low. Because you have, because you have like UNC Charlotte down the road. That football team operates at a loss. Like, hand over fist operates at a loss. And there's no other athletic program there to help it. So their whole depart- athletic department is taking, they're in the red for the state and for that school. But they get supplemented by donors and stuff like that. Right. In fact, that's where the boosters come in. The way that if, if the equivalent would... No. Tony Bloom at Brighton is a good example in that he's a fan and he's putting his money up. Right. That's how a lot of college football stuff operates. So you have boosters and stuff. Right. But I was just relating it to the, the money part of it. Just like bigger picture. Kind of. I mean, yeah, it's it's... Because there's nothing that's really the equivalent, I mean, short of all the teams moving. So there's not 92 teams. I was going to say 92 teams. But that includes the Premier League. But like, if you're including like the 70 whatever teams that are in the English Football League, like you can count on. I can probably count on two hands the teams that are turning a profit. Every football team is running at a loss. It's just when when Brighton were in the Championship, they were running at a loss every year, and we're talking like 15 million, 20 million loss every year and we were ran better than 95% of the teams in the league and we were running at a 20 million pound loss we're expected to post 13 million pound losses this year as a premier league team simply because of the amount of money we've spent in the last 12 months trying to bring in personnel to keep us up and cutting Hewton probably cost money because of his like we're going to have to pay yeah. him out and then going over and signing Potter from Swansea because we spent actual money to get him from him because he was still in contract. There's really little 
NBA teams that run a profit. Yeah, yeah. Like I think the number it was it was an old number from four or five years ago, but there wasn't but like five maybe, and those are your name brands and even it's your then, Lakers. It's yeah, it's your Lakers, Knicks, uh, which is insane that the Knicks might not anymore. Because, yeah, it's probably not anymore because the the fan base is so just. But don't they just, own Madison Square Garden? Um, if it's the same operating group that owns them, then they're able to probably run into profit because they have... Yeah, because they also own the, the Rangers as well. Eesh, that's cutting close. So what do you think... Uh, you, you mentioned on your podcast, Together VHA, the, uh, the official Brighton podcast. Yeah. There needs to be better rules in place to prevent that from happening. There are no rules right now. They say there are, but there aren't. There are no real rules. We know that they all operate at a loss, right? It's an accepted part mm-hmm. of it. And like you said, it's not just football that this is happening to. This is sports in general. They operate at a loss because Basel does a lot of stuff to cover, right? But the EFA's job should be to ensure that there is a fit and proper owner of every single one of these clubs to do at least the bare minimum to try and make them survive. If they're going to operate at a loss, that's the reality of life, but let's not dive bomb them into oblivion. Have they ever handpicked the owner and took ownership of a team before? That's something that they wouldn't and and couldn't do, but they should do. So in this situation, Steve Dale was willing to sell. He was being an asshole about it, but there should be there should be some kind of constitution or whatever for the EFA to say that if this ticks certain boxes, we can actually seize the club and operate in their best interest. Right. But they aren't, because they're too cowardly to do that. It's far too much like real work. They're much and Debbie Jevons, the woman who's supposedly the chair, said it on live radio to couple of million people listening said that it's not our job to monitor the clubs we just monitor the league well if you're monitoring the league you're monitoring the club yeah, what, makes it, what makes it what makes it the league it was honestly it was just like listening to a democratic or republican debate it was all smoke and mirror bullshit from a fantastic <laughs> policy from a fantastic politician but nothing she has no substance bone of leadership in her and as I said on the other podcast, like how can you run a organization that is supposed to be able to find fit and proper owners when you can't yourself appoint fit and proper leaders? Right. And you have been incapable of doing so for as long as I can remember. Yeah, what standard are you trying to hold the people if you can't determine that standard for your own league's health? Right. It's a bummer. I uh, I will say whoever replaces Barry in Barry uh, as a club will be my second favorite team. Well, it will be Barry. It would just be AFC Barry or FC Barry or whatever they're not now. It would just be So Barry. they're not allowed to do Barry FC? No, because it, whichever one is trademarked right now would not be able to be picked. So, like, for example, uh, Chester City FC went bust. Chester FC came back in that place because they couldn't do the Chester City for whatever reason. Or Wimbledon. Was it Wimbledon FC before it went to MK Dons? It was uh, Wimbledon. Yeah. Something 
Because now it's AFC Wimbledon or whatever. It's AFC Wimbledon now. I always think I just remembered it as just Wimbledon. Um, They were a very different and unique problem because they were franchised out. And that's never happened before or since. But the the franchiser didn't allow them to keep their former name, which is why they maybe went with AFC Wimbledon. Same as like the uh, the Houston Oilers or whatever becoming yeah. something else. Look at the Tennessee Titans. You with these songs. Becoming the Tennessee Titans or like was it the Colts like the Baltimore Colts or whatever? Yeah, Baltimore Colts. All those name Cleveland changes. Browns, Cleveland Browns. The Baltimore Ravens. Right. So all of those name changes, it basically went underwent the same thing there, and it was an absolute shit show, and people still refuse to legitimize MK Dots, and yeah. they've been around for 10, 15 years, and there are fans that will. Including me, that don't consider them a real football club. Yeah, they're not. Any thread that ever mentions them on anything I've ever seen, whether it be Twitter, on a forum, on uh, 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 an article, it's always extremely dismissive of Kid Dons all the time. And it's not. It's not Milton Keynes' fault. Like they, they've got a team to support now. Like the residents of Milton Keynes ain't at fault. But don't support them. Then go somewhere yeah. else. Out of principle. Yeah. But. The good news is Bolton got bought in the end. They signed nine players on deadline day on Tuesday, including three ex-Brighton, which was really quite funny. Yeah, they brought back the Brighton uh, 2011 team of the year. Nice. <laughs> um, they brought them in. That's good news for them. They seem to be turning a corner. There's a lot of teams that are on the brink that aren't getting the help they should. And the rumour is that I've seen a lot lately. Well, it's not a rumour. It's just true. Um there's been discussions uh, uh, to allow Berry back into the league in League Two next year. As the club, so essentially making them the 24th team in League One this year by proxy immediately. Gotcha. And then having them automatically relegated and reinstated. Which means there's only next year. Well, that means there's only three relegation spots technically left. Technically, yes. Okay. yes, exactly. And do the other teams get like? three points when they're supposed to be scheduled with them. They would just get... No one would get anything. So, like, they actually yeah. they actually never played a game this year. Okay. So no one gets... So okay, no one gets so they played a preseason game right They played the a couple of preseasons, yeah. Okay. But they, they actually suspended the games prior because the writing was on the wall and they didn't want to have to have a case where, like, three teams had played them, taunt them, like, 8-0, and then they had to fuck around with points. So, like, there is going to be no point distribution. They'll just play a 20... That forty four game season. How do you feel about the Bolton Wanderers name? <sighs> I don't really Wanderers know much about. FC. I don't really know much about the origin of Bolton Wanderers. To be honest, I've always thought it was pretty sweet. I like their logo. I mean, being the W kind of. Yeah, yeah. It kind of has. It almost felt like a New England Revolution logo. Where mm. It was like kind of the weird like scribble thing. But I always. They were always known for shit house football. They were Stoke City before Stoke City. <laughs> um. I guess I can only think of one kind of comp to this in the U.S. The UAB football team. UAB getting because they didn't. Yeah, they didn't have SMU. They SMU got death penalty. Yeah, you yeah. could say. I mean, it's, it's the same, but it was different circumstances. It was them doing it yeah. to themselves, and that's how you want to look at it. Yeah, but yeah, UAB is the closest one. That's a team we were trying to get you to. You know what? That actually segues into our next topic. Fuck it. Just a quick by the by, it looks like Madison Square Garden, the Madison Square Garden company, own those sports teams. Own the Knicks and the Rangers. So Dolan is the head yes, of. Yes, James Lawrence Dolan uh, owns Lawrence. the Madison Square Garden company. Um, 
He also supervises day-to-day operations of the New York Knicks, New York Rangers, and the New York Liberty. They're the WNBA team. Yeah. As well as their regional sports network, which includes MSG Network and MSG Plus. Uh, so they're making a profit still. But because, no. by the way, of <laughs> like the whole operating... And the Hartford Wolfpack. Whatever the fuck they are. Uh, um, you want to take a guess? Hartford Wolfpack? Um, I'll tell you who. I know who they are. Because I've got it right here. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's a. Uh, I'm gonna say it's a arena football team. I'm gonna say it's like an IL like. Uh, um, oh, uh, it's it's like a it's like a minor league hockey team. Yeah. American, oh, nice. American Hockey League. Yeah. Nice. Um, I feel like a dude because I don't think indoor football soccer Dolan's is anything an other than the South. Ask any Knicks fan, Dolan is an idiot. He is the reason. Well, I just saw controversies was no, next on this Wikipedia page. <laughs> in, with, in very know, quick order. Cold. Yeah, no, <laughs> he is Sorry. the reason that. So everybody, everybody looks at that as like it's a big market team, and he seems to think that big big name free agents want to come there because of the name. Because of the name, it's you know it's New York City. Big name free agents don't want to go there because they don't want to play for him. <laughs> oh, so. Just because of him being the map, the, the, like, the, the GM, owner. the owner, the, he's outspoken. He's he will rip into players and stuff like that. They they don't want anything to do with him. There's a couple of uh, teams like People that going to Brooklyn instead, <laughs> play in New York City. There's a couple of teams like that in England. When the Glazers bought United, I believe they own the Jets too. Good, uh, the Glazer family. Um, maybe they own the Red Sox. They are they own a lot of sports teams. Um, certain players didn't want to go there either because they didn't want to work under them because I guess they were just like fucking them around. The Red Sox owner owns the owns Liverpool. Oh, is that what it is? The Henry's, yeah. And then Cronkay, Cronkay, whatever, Stan Cronkay owns Arsenal and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody hates him in St. Louis. And Shad Khan. Owns Jacksonville and Fulham. There's a lot of these businessmen Can't wait for Jerry Jones to buy a... Is there any Nick team nickname that is the Cowboys and or the Stars? Because I think Jerry Jones... Not that I know of. No, but he's going to... Jerry Jones will buy MK Dons. <laughs> no, he's going he's gonna to buy Everton because they're blue and white. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. That's a really good call. Do like a merge. Just force a star in there somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, I... I uh, a quick note, because I was going to mention it before we dove into the, the Barry... Or until we... You dove into the quiz. Uh, interesting fact about Liberty. Uh, did you know that in week six they played New Mexico State? Did not know that. At New Mexico State. Did you also know that in week 14 they play home against New Mexico State? <laughs> really they filling have, out they their they schedule. Didn't, they didn't have 12 teams on their schedule, and they were required to be bowl eligible if they got that many wins. So they're playing New Mexico State twice. That's a season. Yeah. I've got a couple for you before we move on. I know you want to go. But I've got some good ones for you. So there's actually a lot of teams owned by American owners as well. They have shares, like, not fully, but, yeah. like, they're, they're invested. Sure. Uh, Wesley Edens is the co-owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Do you know which Premier League team he has a share in? It is a Premier League team? Though? Yes. Uh, Bournemouth. Aston Villa. Huh. I was totally. Get, I mean, I, I had. No I don't get a chance game. to guess. Nope. Dick. This God. Is, this is you. <laughs> Only me who hates quizzes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is you, Joshua Harris. 
uh, is the principal owner of the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers. He owns an 18% stake in another team in the Premier League. Who is it? Um, Along with David S. Blitzer. Their joint partners, Blitzer. I guess. Um, Wolf's dad. Uh, I'm going to go with... Yeah, fuck, I'm going to say Arsenal. No, Palace. Ew. I know. Who's Tom Hicks used to own? His crew. Your man. Tom Hicks. <laughs> Not sure that's right. <laughs> I don't remember. Tom Hicks used to own. Oh, uh, it was Liverpool. At oh, first. That? He's the uh, one that sold Liverpool back in 2010. When he had to sell everything because he fucked off with like tax evasion or something. <laughs> and there was. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and the DC United Investment Trust uh, have 68%. That sounds like an MLM if I've ever heard one. Yeah. And really, they have 68% of um, Swansea City Ooh. as well, which is a bit random. Swansea, DC, and Memphis. Yep. Just through the new Axis. <laughs> the Axis powers. Really. <laughs> That's all I got. Weird ass access out there. There's a lot of American businessmen that own shares in championship teams too, but it doesn't look like they own major sports teams over here. So. Fair. Uh, I'm not going to dive into the University of Alabama and Birmingham thing because I think we've covered it in private. But at some point, I kind of maybe want to touch on that. Sure. Uh, down the down the season, we'll see how they do. Um, do y'all want to do? By the next time we record, we'll have gone to Clash of Champions. It's very true. Yeah, we will. It's taking place in Charlotte. Lads on tour. Yep. Do you want to talk about that show upcoming, or do you want to talk about that when we do that next recording? We can do a recap. Do you want to do NFL Bowl predictions? I do have one WWE thing I want to do, though. Let's do WWE real quick. So. I say real quick, whenever we get done. This is what I was going to do as my corner whenever it showed up, but I didn't want to forget it before my corner. So, I've been thinking about this a lot oh in my drive to work. <laughs> I in reasons why. How big is Batista's dick? <laughs> <laughs> Are you for or against an off-season in wrestling? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. if you are, how would you structure it? And what would they be allowed and not allowed to do in the off-season? Now, I've thought about it and I have, like, an idea, but I'm interested to hear... I think, realistically, I don't think that they can stop doing a year yearly tour, right? I don't or think they'll wanna, stop it. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that there's a way to rotate out 20% every two months. So that's what you would do as a... As whatever, a, whatever a sixth of the year is, you know, a fifth, 18% of your roster gets two months off. They have to write them out of the show. If they're on the show. Like, Jinder and Rusev aren't on the show. Theoretically, they're taking a break. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have to get written off. They just took them off TV. Yeah. Because they weren't in the But, I mean, story. if you're going to be cycling through 18%, there's going to be people, you know, that are going to have to be on the show at some point that you're going to just take off? Not necessarily. If you know where the breaks are coming... Then you're able to ride around that. Yeah. If you know that, if, 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 if you know that Finn Balor's done at SummerSlam, then 
you you're right up to SummerSlam. The problem is, is maybe you write up Kofi into the Elimination Chamber, and then that happens. Could be. Then you and still then you're fucked, right? You should you still guarantee. You should still have a guarantee of two months every twelve months, right? Of, of if you want to count it as PTO, even. Okay. But that's probably how I do it because you can't really realistically stop the yearly grind, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Because <sighs> I think, truly, I think they should just take the summer. So that's where I was going. I think SummerSlam right. should be the beginning of the year and then Mania the end. I I think it should be more like a little bit like the Premier League where they take about two months off. Um, you end at Mania, which is, what, March, starting of April. Kick it back off, maybe the end of June, starting of July. And you make the first show, it's, it's, it's a pay-per-view, start off, it's money in the bank. To come yeah, back, to come back with you know you've got people that that you're going to be putting. You have like an announcement show, like a, almost like maybe like a draft or something like that to uh, to pick the people that are going to yeah, be well, kind of like the March Madness release thing, yeah. where they're they're announcing the brackets or whatever. Yeah. Or you know, and maybe in that time, that's when you do your do your uh, your WWE draft. You know, yeah. In between there, bring people up from NXT, move people around, and you do like. Shows like that. So your answer is after they take time off and they have potential ring rusts, just throw them in there with a bunch of ladders. <laughs> so, so they're not going to be training or anything? <laughs> no, no. no, they're not allowed to even lift a weight. <laughs> they come back. So well, they, this also gives like gives like a great idea, great like chance for them to, uh, you know, training camp at the Performance Center. True. And I mean, I don't, I don't think... You have to necessarily eliminate house shows during that time either. You can just have smaller groups that are still... So my thought was very similar to both. Like, so we're clearly all on the same page. I was thinking... Well, Paige can't wrestle anymore. Ending it. There was a lot of people on it, though. Hangman. Hangman Paige can. <laughs> it is kind of a two-on-one thing, too, so that also relates yeah. <laughs> to Paige. So... End it at Mania. I think we all accept Mania as the end of a season, yeah, even now. Yeah, it's super yeah. cool. If you want to have one show at the end of it that's kind of like a uh, you're, you're wrapping up yeah. or whatever, your season finale. Um, Maybe plant a seed. Right, you know. have the big battle and then you have like the 20 minutes of, of snipping off all the whatever's going to carry on to the next season or whatever's going to uh, be buried in this one. So, it's buried a lot. my thought was you give them two to three months off, you finish it in what, April? You have a comeback in July. And over the... So, like, same time, come back for Money in the Bank as your opening pay-per-view. Same theory there. But how are you going to make money during the middle of that off-season? I got fucked on this because they've changed it all now. I was going to say you mobilize NXT for three months. That's when NXT does its world tour. Yeah. That's when NXT travels across the U.S., and people can essentially have their preseason in NXT. You can have uh, so in, this time NXT is going through the whole year. In this, in this uh, NXT remains in the old format of one hour before we've just suddenly decided to televise them for two hours. So this was on that premise. Gotcha. So like now they've decided to go live. It's fucked my theory. But like you would have them stay with the one hour because their tape shows, right? Yeah. It helps them with their wear and tear massively having these tape shows. Yeah. So if you have them continue their stuff all the way through, but from 
the months of April through to the end of June, you have them travel with the big NXT tours, like the one we went to a couple of weeks ago. You have them do that all across, and then you have players, wrestlers come in and do one-off matches starting from June. So you give them April or May off flat, and then June is your preseason. You have your draft, either in like end of May, so it keeps it going. Social media is their lifeblood now. They can keep all these, they can start building feuds on social media. They can do all this sort of shit, especially if they're all at the performance center, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can then build it all up, have them do their world tour bullshit, NXT, and have wrestlers come down and do like their one-off matches, have Finn show up and face Velveteen Dream, right? It's just an exhibition, but it's a preseason for him. And it gives people dream matches at the same time. And you're going to get people filling out 10,000 seat stadiums to watch Velveteen Dream against Finbar. Seth Rollins Adam Cole. Exactly. What if... What if... And, and I, it could also be used... It could also be used as a combine of sorts for the Raw and SmackDown scouts in inverted yeah. commas to look at these this talent. Because then you like, oh, did you see how Adam Cole did against Seth? Like, he beat him. He's definitely going to get drafted. Right. And you can go towards a more like sports legitimate thing. And they're going to have to be conscious of that in real life anyway, because that's what AEW say they want to do. And if that works... Fox kind of wants it that way too. And Fox explicitly want it to be more sports-based, like as opposed to drama-based. Or and presented if, more as a sport. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know if they want as much of the records and stuff, but I think... Not that, as deep as that. But yeah. if, that, if that hits it off, if that works really well... I'm not saying it will. Yeah. I'm very skeptical of how they're going to make it work, AEW. But if it does, having them doing something like that would already giving them the foundation to bounce onto something heavier. So what about, just as an idea, we're talking about taking off the month, uh, the months, the two or three months in the summer after Mania, because Mania makes sense to us as being the final blow-off, right? So I don't think you can get rid of the big... Four, mm-hmm. Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and uh, SummerSlam, Rumble, Mania. Yeah, Survivor Series is the big four. So, traditional big yeah. four. Traditional big four Survivor Series is in there. Mm-hmm. I think you could... The only thing that would worry me about that, and this was purely from like uh, this fake situational business, <laughs> right? Is it's also when the most popular sports in America are starting back up. In the mm-hmm. summer? Like, right like the in, in the July August area, it's also traditionally where WWE's ratings sink. Yes. So surely we're u- we're utilizing the best time. Let or, everybody get over it. Or no, I mean that's what I'm saying. They're going to be ramping up as the NFL and college football and the Premier League. Right. Okay. So Again. so so instead of doing something like that, why not maybe go where a traditionally poor ratings area like November and December, and taking that time off. If you just, if I'm just going to cut it around two months, right? So you go October, done. There's that no also puts your there. big show mania during the middle of the season, during the, sure. start, the starting of. But you of also NFL. Kick, you can also kick off with Royal Rumble. But I'm saying if you take your biggest show, the one that you are the most gung ho about, like this is supposed to be your big blow off in that scenario, because we're saying that's the end of the season. Who says you can't move? But who says you can't move WrestleMania somewhere else? No, that's no, exactly that's what, what, what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, exactly. yeah, oh, if you yeah, do yeah. that, the way that you're saying you're taking off October, November, 
December. Yeah, or November, put, December, January. You, maybe. you put that means you're putting Mania in the middle of the of the NFL season. It's going to be on a Sunday night. You're going to be battling it Sunday night football. You're going to be battling uh, trying a what? Where are you going to be playing? Where are you going to be doing WrestleMania? WrestleMania because they've been doing them in stadiums that are football stadiums. So now you get now you're and really weather like, friendly. For the most part, yeah. And it's a lot harder to be weather friendly in October than it is. See, I feel I, I, although I was really desperate thinking we were going to get a rainy WrestleMania this year, we still didn't. Although New York. I feel like it opens it up though too. If you're going to have it in September, at the end of September, the weather's still nice enough that you don't have you can still have the north or south. You eliminate most of these coasts, though, right? Hurricane season. I'm. Could I'm, you risk it that far out? I'm not sure that you would. I, I'm not even c- concerned about the weather right now. I'm concerned about viewership. I don't think I don't think it would affect it because if if you move Mania, if it's a season thing and if it's actually a series finale, it's not. I don't think that's an issue at all. You don't think that? I think it is. I, I, you don't I think, think that NFL? Will, no, I don't think the NFL will be an issue at all because at the, what part of the season is that? That's first month. That's when everybody first month of the NFL when every team has something to play for. Alternatively, when the games mean less. No. No. Yes. Every no, week of the, the season is... Because something I was going to say about the NFL is, funnily enough, is like, I was having a piss today, and I don't know why my thoughts come into here, but like that's what I was doing when I thought about it. So, in the Premier League, when you're a Brighton fan or a Watford fan, you don't really pay attention to this table until about 10 games in, right? Because it doesn't really represent... You start seeing teams start filling in where they're probably going to be there or thereabouts for the rest of the year after 10 games. You don't get that luxury in the NFL. Every game is must-win from the very beginning because there's so few games that everyone matters. So for that first four to five weeks, every game is much more high stakes. Because every team's just trying to get a win because there's so many times... How many times do you look at the end, the end results of the season and you see a team that's 9-7 and seven that... Barely misses the playoffs, and then you look back at the starting of the season. They like, started one and three. Oh yeah, and, or or you're looking at it, and you're like, man, we lost that game right there. Yep. By by a field goal at the starting of the season, and if we could have gotten that, you know, we, we we would be in. So I I really I don't like the idea of putting a show that big r- directly up against the NFL, especially. I mean that's that's why we're talking about not doing you know normal shows you know during that time and ramping right. up is because it'd be going against the NFL. So Sunday night, on average throughout the 2018 season, yep, uh, 19.3 million viewers on average. I'm trying to get a week by week and I can't find one. How many and, viewers do you get for WrestleMania? In America. Less than that. How many of those are going to be taken away to Sunday Night Football if it's their team? Yeah. That's two teams. Or if it's Kansas, LA. Still two teams. I mean, what would you rather watch? WrestleMania or Kansas, LA, and Mexico City? The fact that you're having live? The fact that you're having to think about it. Live? Yeah. The fact that you're probably the NFL only because 
And you're somebody who, by your own statement an hour ago, said you don't give that much of a fuck about the NFL anymore. Yeah. And you're willing to miss the biggest granddaddy of them all, as Vince loves to call it, for the sake of that game. They're not also just making money on them. They're not even pay-per-view, right? They're not yeah. making money. Mainly. Like, if you have the network, right? why would you watch any of them live? I never watch any of them live. That's not... That's not, that's the, problem, not, the, that's not the problem. It's, it's putting... It's needless competition. Yeah, it's... Because you don't need to. Then move it up. Fucking move it to July. I don't give a fuck. But November and December sucks dick right now. Period. And I don't think that would change if you have the summer months off. As in November, December sucks dick in wrestling. Yes. But so do the summer months. Right. There hasn't been a good summer since the summer of punk, and you weren't even watching it then. Like, that's the only good summer we've had. In the last, but that's because years. of the post mania. Because of the like post mania hangover, right? So if you move mania, stands the reason that the summer could still be good, right? But if you eliminate the summer, what's going to make November December good? But if you get rid of the summer, you move in line with the rest of the sports, thus legitimizing yourself as more of a sports centric looking event. I don't think the WWE is interested in looking like a sport. They have to because Fox want them to. They want the presentation to be like a sport. That doesn't mean right. that anything's going to so change. So when you're talking football cameras and the way they... So when you're on, like, the Fox Sports shows that they do, like, whatever their, like, talk shows are, yeah. like, you get to talk preseason, and they will be able to talk about WWE preseason. They'll be able to talk about NFL preseason. No, I get, your, I get your cell there. They'd want to include it all in together, and they could, like, they could bring it all in, and they could hype up all these new things. And then, not only that, but you give them a huge amount of time to do those media tours to build things up. I think it's a good idea. Either one. None of them are going to happen because, no. like you said... TV deals already in center. Not just that, but they're making too much money off the show every week because of the deals they've made. Yeah. Well, that and there's still... I mean, the, the advertising revenue. There's still... The highest rated program on USA. And the fact that they... And they will be on Fox minus the live sports. Right. And the fact that they are, whether people like it or not, clearly seeing AEW as a threat. So they're not going to give them three months to solidify themselves in the summer if, the, if AEW didn't do it. I don't think that they should be legitimizing them in the way they are, but they um, are. I don't, I don't think that... I don't know, I guess there's a lot of money behind AEW, but I don't think that would I don't think that would bother them because WWE is still at the top. I don't think they're gonna lose ground over those three months. They bent over backwards to get NXT on the same day at the same time. Yeah, the, they bent over backwards. It, the deal was already being It was one hundred and ten percent to go against AEW. That was part of the that was part of the pitch when Fox bought them as a possibility. You don't think that that was in any that way was, related? That was part, literally reported as part of the deal that Fox was considering a Wednesday night show or moving them live before AEW ever even announced the TNT deal. But the TNT deal or TV deal for AEW has been talked about as being a Wednesday night since forever too. No. Yes. No, they didn't They didn't, they didn't. didn't float that. They, they had... Wednesday they night. filed a trademark for Wednesday night and Friday night. They wanted to do Wednesday nights. Was Even then. Like, even then. They were covering their bases by getting NXT on, on Wednesday and moving SmackDown to Friday. 
They moved SmackDown just on Friday because it's the only day that it worked for Fox. I know, but I'm just being pedantic to show that they're covering their bases to ensure AEW has competition. So you think that AEW thought maybe Wednesday or Friday and WWE goes, fuck it, we're going to Wednesday and Friday. The speed in which they got NXT announced for that exact Wednesday? Yes. Yes, I do. I think there is at least... 25% of that decision was based on AEW being I, I don't think they're even sweating it. I really don't. I don't think they're sweating it. I think they're making sure they don't have to sweat it by yeah. killing by them before they start. Got yeah. I, th- I think that they're they're positioning themselves in a, in a way. They're smothering the baby before yeah. it gets Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they should, I don't think they should ever really be legitimizing it because people are now going to... People are more likely to channel hop now because... Why is there so much concern? Maybe I should check it out. Yeah. I don't think that's Whereas a otherwise for it's most just, casuals. Because I don't think... You don't think I, I don't know, because I don't think that... I don't think that the casual Raw or SmackDown audience is going to give a fuck about NXT anyways. Or AEW. But I think that there's... The, the people that will watch NXT, I think, are more likely to watch AEW. And you've got to... And WWE, that's true, right. WWE aren't going to be putting NXT on TV thinking they're going to get no new viewers. Their idea of bringing NXT onto main TV is yeah, going to be with the get casual of audience. getting three big shows instead of just the two. And to draw people also away adds, from... It adds ad revenue purely to the I mean, cost, yeah, the like from the money standpoint. Yeah. And also to, to take some of those people that they think would be watching AEW. Because the, the AEW NXT fan base, yeah. they very much cross over. I don't so, think they... The NXT, you said? Yes. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So if you put it on yeah, the same the, the, night... The regular like, Monday Night Raw no. crowd are not the same yeah, as... No. They're not the same as an NXT crowd. Yeah. Let alone an NXT like, crowd. Like no, no, no. No, no, no. So, so I think that this is also a strategic way to get viewers off of AEW and put them on to continue to watch the NXT yeah. product. Like, look, you know us. You know I think, I think both companies made a misstep in making it live, period. Because I don't think anybody cares... With wrestling, it's the easiest show not to watch live out of any sporting event. Yeah, you know because mm-hmm. it's scripted, so like you're not too bothered. It's the same reason that well, like it's also it's also like the soap it's, it's, live. it's also like <laughs> when when I watch college football on delay and I can fast forward through the plays and it's fucking great. Like with WWE, there's or with wrestling in general, there's so much, uh, so much show business in it that. For a lot of people, I don't think... I mean, it doesn't matter. And it's also one of those things that, like, I don't worry about having wrestling spoiled for me, you know, the next day. If I did, I don't want to watch it that night. Right. Because, A, it's not as widely talked about, like, water cooler talk. And, B, it's scripted. I know something's going to happen. Yeah. I can go back and watch it. I know it. exactly where to avoid yeah, it's, also, it's also really like easy. It's easy to fill in the. It's easy to fill in the blanks though too. Like yeah. when you see that, oh cool, uh, Shinsuke beat up a jobber and Miz came out and got beat down by him. Like you can mm-hmm. imagine that entire scene playing out. Where I mean, like, where like if you're trying to read about a soccer game necessarily, and it's just like, oh, he worked a beautiful ball up the left side, cut in at twenty five yards out. You know, like it's harder to. Yeah. Well, and it's it's also that like I will purposely. You know, go go radio silent. Like if I've got to go do something for Syracuse, for Syracuse basketball. basketball, for Syracuse football, sometimes um, yeah. for Jacksonville. You know, I will go radio radio silent so that I can't have the game spoiled. 
so I can sit there and watch it. And there's something about a live sporting event. Without knowing it. Yeah. yeah. So one more wrestling question. And this is really just to upset my... But this it's a genuine question. This will end the show. Are you but, sure you don't want to do NFL ball predictions? Yeah, we got an hour and eight minutes. This okay, point. I'll be quick then. No, no, no. Um, I mean, I don't care how long you take, but it's probably last So this year. is a genuine question because wrestling is in a state of flux right now. Okay. There's a lot of stuff coming in, a lot of stuff going out. OWE today apparently just closed their doors, which could have been a major source of talent for a lot of people, right? So, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Ring of Honor is, like, in a shit show right now because people are leaving left, right, and center. TNA is, like, Impact or whatever is, like, developing a women's division that beats every other women's division. TNA like, was in the forefront of that, though, right. 12 years ago or something, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. According to everything that I've ever read, is like, their knockouts division was far... They were like Gail Kim after she left. Yeah. yeah WWE. Yeah, team Awesome Kong when she was in her prime mm-hmm. still. When she was good. Velvet yeah. Sky. Yeah. So, the hottest free agent is still unsigned. Love them or hate them. They appeared at Starcast for the first time this year. Same Punk? Yep. He's not going to sign him. And they said in an interview, he had an interview at Starcast. Mm-hmm. And he said, for the first time ever, because you can go back and listen to all his other interviews and he gives them the same answer, no, not interested. For the first time, some dude asked him, Would you talk to WWE? If WWE. Vince or Triple H called you today on your cell phone, if you looked at your phone and they were calling, would you pick up? And he said, yes, he would pick up and have a conversation with them. He would have a conversation with anyone. He feels the venom is gone and he's letting go of that stuff. Which to me says that it is not out of the realm of the possibility that he is going to come back at some point. I know a lot of people were crying that he didn't come back at whatever the latest one was, Double or Nothing All Out, whatever. Uh, I'm not shocked at all. It was so on the nose if he would have like yeah. it's not him that was or booked them a year or, ago yeah that people thought that was going to yeah. happen but if he does come back which seems to be more likely than not given that turn of events two weeks a week ago I can't be fucked with it where do you think he goes like company yeah I don't think he comes back at all so I'm not even going to give you an answer I don't think there's a chance he's going to wrestle again. why not you don't think people want I don't him. think he's still grown up. I think he's still a fucking a piss baby about it. But he was he was always a piss baby. He was always yeah, I, I don't uh, think I don't think he goes back. If he nothing was always else opinionated. If nothing else, because Dana White still sees the money there and he'll take five million to go get his ass whooped for three minutes. I don't think he has any interest. I, I really don't think he would. I don't think he has any interest in, in UFC really. If as honestly, as you know what, if, if he's gonna do anything, it'll be new. No, I don't either. You think just because he's, just because he's a fucking counterculture con, he'll go New Japan to be high and mighty. You reckon? Oh yeah, that's that's the most CM Punk play of all time. Is like you know what? I mean, you know, no, Dragon Gate. I'm gonna go to Dragon Gate. Well, he's already apparently showed up under masks. He's been doing that for years, though. I guess. That's the that's the thing. Like he's showing up at house shows, helping out his buddies. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has any buddies in AEW or in WWE. I think maybe some wrestlers in WWE I don't think he him and Kofi are pretty damn close him and a lot of the vets are pretty close because they knew him from whatever it was before what the hell was it they went through before Hmm? Ring of Honor he was somewhere else oh like uh, Kevin Owens and Brian Dragon Game I remember Dragon Game Dragon Game Um, I was going to say FCW I don't think it was there 
FCW was the Dragon Gate were like might have been OVW. I think it was OVW. That's where Orton, Batista, Kofi, Punk, all of them were there. Uh, Mason Ryan. What a legend. Baby. Ezekiel Jackson. Uh, Ezekiel Jackson. Mate, I was big on Zeke at one point. I really <laughs> liked him, man. When he was in ECW, like, I enjoyed Ezekiel Jackson. I'm just... And then the Hall of Pain came very shortly afterwards. And Ezekiel Jackson was... I think he was the only monster I needed. To Ezekiel Jackson was, was Ahmed Johnson. One monster. But yes, in this case, one of them was black and the other one was also black and I could only support one because... Ezekiel Jackson was Ahmed, Ahmed <laughs> Johnson. Johnson. Malcolm X or Martin Luther King, pick a side. Which is the best monster heel. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got anything before we get out of here? Other than that? I think he goes to WWE. I wouldn't be surprised if he showed back Because up. that is the most counterculture good thing for Punk to do. It's to go back to where he was. Got ya. I'm here at the Royal Rumble. What a dick. Like, after all of that time that we've lost in his prime, that is the most Punk thing to do. Going to New Japan is too on the nose of what you would expect. So he'll be a prick and he'll sign back and he'll fucking have a match against Brock Lesnar. That would be the most annoying. Like, he'll be a dick Again? about it. Yeah. No, he'll go force a match with, like, Taker. Again? But this time in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> no, I think... I wouldn't be surprised if he forced a match with, like, Roman Reigns. This is the one guy he didn't want in the shield when yeah. they were coming up. That's if you take CM Punk's um, word that he came up with the shield. And, and the fact that he didn't want... According to him, he came up with the shield idea... And also, instead of Roman, he wanted Cassius Ono. Yeah. Yes. So, like... Well, I mean, in which case, like, that kind of makes it more believable because everyone can see that as a fucking dog shit pick in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, like, is he is he making it look stupid because of the excellent idea of the show? I don't like, think it's his idea. I don't think, I don't think any... I don't think he's ever had a bad idea, according to him. I don't think there's a lot of people that they say their ideas that are really their ideas. Yeah. I think the only person... Richard, most of all. <laughs> the only person he, he only has good ideas the only person I can see probably has his own ideas is Bray at the minute Bray Wyatt yeah. because they're so fucking batshit that I don't think anybody else could consistently come up with the same nonsense that he has with the same lore that he seems to write well Matt Hardy has some pretty great ideas oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say now that because Trips brought a bunch of those guys that helped build that Matt Hardy broken verse or whatever I, I wouldn't doubt there's a smidgen of them pitching like the Funhouse stuff. He's probably getting with them in a room it's like, here's my pitch, here's my, here's my storyboard, and they're all just like throwing drones at him. Here's my, <laughs> here's my dream board. This is, this is what I like. This is what, this is my, this is the shell. Let's fill it full of ridiculous. Fill it, fill it full of boats. Instead of drones, let's do puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, uh, we'll hear, uh, you will hear from us in two weeks. Uh, and then beginning of next week, the college football show will be back. Y'all have a good one.